Now let's get some insight, the news shaping the markets. And for that, Colin Martin's with us, Managing Director and Fixed Income Strategist, Schwab Center for Financial Research. Good morning to you, Colin. So what do you make of it? I mean, we're seeing markets relative new highs, right? We're six-week highs for the Dow, five weeks for the S&P. But are we going back to the bear market rally talk? I mean, or something changing? Well, you know, it, when we're looking at the bond market, um, we're seeing yields come down a little bit. I think that could be somewhat of a driver of what we're seeing in the stock market. I'll defer to my stock market colleagues at Schwab to talk about that. But when we see yields come down as they have, you know, that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the stock market and equities in general. A lot of it comes down to this expectation about the Fed uh, and not necessarily about what you're expecting next week, uh, but the tone from Powell and comments about it, what, what this means going forward. There's all this talk about a pivot, a pause, a slowdown in race, rate hikes, You know any of that language, you name it. Uh, that seems to be uh, one of the powerful forces these days. And that's what we're going to be focusing on a lot next week with the Fed is, is what is their plan going forward? We know they've been aggressive. We expect them to be aggressive next week with 75 basis points. But then what do they do through the end of this year and into 2023? I think that's, imp that's most important for our outlook going forward. Right, and so that's the whole thing. I mean, what do you think of what's going on with rates as we're seeing the 10-year 4.01? People watch the two-year very closely. Um, your thoughts on all of, of the rates and where they're headed? Well, we think short-term yields can move a little bit higher from here. That, that's a standard relationship. As the Fed hikes rates, you start to see you know, savings rates, treasury bills rates, money market fund yields, things like that. That should move higher as the Fed continues to hike rates. But when you look further out on the yield curve, five-year treasuries, 10-year treasuries, 30-year treasuries, and the like, they're more forward-looking and represent growth and inflation expectations and really what the longer-term view is of Fed policy. So as you mentioned, Nicole, 10-year Treasury yields have come down a little bit over the past few days. They were approaching 4.3%. Now they're getting close to going back below 4%. What we think they'll do going forward, we think they might bounce around in a tight range. We think there can be a little bit of upside. A lot of that relates to the inflation and the jobs outlook. Maybe we see 10-year yields get back to that four and a quarter percent area, but we don't see them rising too much further. And I think that's uh, maybe a, a question mark for a lot of investors. You know, why are long-term yields not higher or expected to rise as the Fed hikes rates? But if the Fed's expecting to cut rates at some point, whether that's the end of 2023, early 2024, and if growth slows and we enter a recession, that tends to pull long-term yields down. So we don't see much more upside from long-term yields from here, uh, but we think they should and probably will bounce around that 4% area for the near term. And the Fed, what will they be discussing in this meeting on um, the first and second as they have to contemplate if they want to continue at this rate of 75 basis points at the last several meetings and now? Um, and what happens after that? Will they start to give us a pause or maybe less? Maybe they'll say, hey, we're not, we don't need to do 75 anymore. That, that's what we're looking for. That's what most market participants are looking for. Uh, one of the buzzwords lately is over tighten. And, and that is a risk because when you look at monetary policy, it acts with a lag. So when you see this sharp increase in the Fed funds rate this year and, and all interest rates and borrowing costs for businesses, for consumers, for households, that takes a while for it to translate and work its way through the economy. 
and the risk to the Fed is to continue to hike without seeing how that has played out. So what what I think the markets are hoping for and what we'd like to see as well is, is some sort of pause going forward because the risk of over-tightening and hiking rates too much can have a negative impact on the economy. And then that that could be something that does pull us into a recession. So that's what we're going to be focusing on. We don't expect much from a statement next week. Uh, also, we don't get updated projections. So a lot of it is going to come down to the press conference from Fred, Fed Chair Powell about what the discussion was and what his views are for the pace of hikes going forward. And then after the meeting, we'll get you know, likely a slew of Fed officials coming out and sort of talking about what their views are. And a lot of it will be about what does the future pace of rate hikes look like? Yeah, I think that, you know, you make a good point. And these are the discussions they will be having. And to your point, I mean, Fed Chair Powell has actually said that some of it has not trickled through the system. I'm paraphrasing, but that it takes time for once they make the move that we haven't seen all of the full effects yet of, of what they've been doing. Um, that being said, housing is one area that we certainly have seen everything coming down when you have mortgage rates going from 3% to 7% so quickly, right? What are your thoughts on housing and where that goes even further? Yeah, that, that's a huge risk right now, Nicole. And, and talk about a lag, right? If we look at when the Fed first started hiking rates, it was March of this year. And it's been so aggressive that we've seen the average mortgage mortgage rate you know, essentially double or more than double over the past six months or so. And now we're just starting to see that work its way into the data. It's hard to find any housing indicator that, that's that's looking good right now. Uh, it started with yesterday's you know. Uh, you know, plunge in home prices on a month-over-month -month basis. Uh, this morning's new home sales was disappointing. What's really interesting about yesterday's home price index is that that was based. That's that was August number. It wasn't even September's number, and that was during an environment uh, when the mortgage rate was actually still well below where it is now. So we expect the bad news to keep coming, and that can have you know, wide-ranging effects on the economy. It, it's the wealth effect. If you're a homeowner and you, you know, implicitly see the value of your home declining, you might slow your spending. Uh, when homes are selling quickly and there's a lot of turnover, that just boosts a lot of spending elsewhere in terms of updates to the house, um, fixing various things, new appliances. And then, and then finally is um, just back to that wealth effect again, where, where you see, if you look at Zillow, the Zillowfication of the housing market, and you see those prices rising, uh, if you start to see them come down, that, that, that can affect sentiment. So that's a concern we're looking at. Yeah, good point. Colin Martin, thank you. Managing Director, Fixed Income Strategist, Schwab Center for Financial Research. Thank you for being here and breaking all that down for us.